Just about 20 minutes ago, we were basically asleep on our couch. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. When we're feeling up, when we're awake, we talk about things like cryptozoology. If we're awake, is that really the dream state? (laughs) Um, Urban legends. When we're asleep, is that actually our waking life? Aliens. (laughs) Bong noise. Sorry. Uh, Bong noise. Anything spooky related. That's true. Whenever we're awake. And if it doesn't matter if that's when we're actually asleep or not. Lindsay and I will both research a couple of topics spooky related, and then we discuss what we've researched with each and every one of you and each other for the very first time. So, you know, there's like the element of surprise and it's like (laughs) fun surprises. Yeah, basically surprises. This week, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the episode to sweatpants and I'll explain why in a minute. Okay. Am I supposed to say my dedication? Yeah, of course. I'll dedicate my portion of the show to top hats, and I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. I want you to go first, actually. (laughs) I I really hope the mics pick that up. Our dog, Molly, if this is your first time listening, well, she's back in the room right now. She's kind of coming in hot. She Uh, likes to fight the guest room bed. But it's whenever we record. It's usually never... She never really does it anytime else, but whenever we sit down to record, she walks across the hallway hops up into our guest room bed and just slams her face into it and screams. Yeah, she likes to fight it. Why sweatpants? Well, I want to know why top hats. Don't divert. Don't. I want to know yours. I don't know. I guess because of the name. Because it's a hat that's on the top of your head? (laughs) Well, it's like, why does it get to be called the top hat? All hats are on top. Do you think it means like most of the time? Do you think back when the top hat came out, it was like the top, like, oh, that's like the top hat. Oh, that's a good theory. I I feel honestly straight up. I'm not kidding. I do feel very smart for guessing that. I was just thinking like when people say like top of the morning to you. And then when people say that in the morning, they're all wearing the top hat. So they call it the top hat because they're like, oh, that's the top of the morning hat. So you okay? so your theory is that people only wear that hat when they say good morning to people or people recognize that hat when people say good morning. Yeah, it's the morning hat. You know what? In your defense for that theory, I've never tried to say good morning to someone while wearing a hat. Well, you got to think back in the oldie days. Oldie times. The oldie times, not today times. Like pirate times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, top of the morning, top of the morning. That's one trend I think that is not going to come back. Oh, pirates? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say. They're still around. They made a movie with Tom Hanks. (laughs) (laughs) No, the top hat. You don't think so? I feel like a lot of people still like top hats. You think the top hat trend is going to like full force come back? Oh, no, absolutely. Like just people being like, well, I'm out out to work today. It's kind of sunny, but I do feel like saying good morning. I might as well just wear this top hat to work. Put the top of the morning hat on. I don't know if that if if that fashion did come back or if that trend did come back. They would need a more casually designed top hat because you know people aren't dressing up as nice as they did right back in ye oldie times. Right. So like for me, if when I'm going to work, pants, button shirt, you know, whatever shoes. Top hat. So they would need to make a top hat that's dressed down. That's like maybe a top hat and it says like Adidas on the side. Oh, like Crocs is going to make the new top hat. It'll be made yeah, out of that Croc, croc material. Yeah, Croc And hat. then you put the little like 
cool little pins on it. Now, if they made a top hat, I love this idea. The the crop. The, the croc, croc hat. The, the top croc. The croc top hat. Yeah. So like a crop top, but yes. a croc top. The croc top. Yeah. If they made a croc top, because you know on the croc shoes. Now I know crocs are making a I swear if this is your first time listening. I promise you just got to let us get this out of our system. This happens at the yeah, top. Yeah, if it doesn't, then you never get spooky stuff. The show will get spooky. So just stop interrupting us and <laughs> let's just, just please let us get through this part. So Crocs in general, they're making a comeback now. I, I, a few years ago, I really didn't know why. Nowadays, I get it. But back when Crocs were big, like in 2006, yeah, I did own two pairs of Crocs. I had a brown pair, which I didn't like. I had a red pair. But okay. the Croc gems, they're relatively new. People bedazzling up their Crocs. Yeah. But there's a lot of holes on your Crocs to bedazzle. Right. There's a lot of room for bedazzling. On a Croc top hat, there's a lot of room for gems. You could, you could load, put so much on there. You could put so many gems in that Croc top hat to where that Croc top hat would probably weigh about 10 or 15 pounds. Pro- yeah, but Crocs are really lightweight, though. Yeah, but I'm thinking about all the real estate for gems and bedazzling <laughs> you could do up there. Okay, so why sweatpants? Oh, we're just okay. I really wish I really wish we could talk about croc top hats more, but we're going to move on. We because have to keep going. I was going to say sweatpants because you're wearing them and you're wearing the right the right kind. So there are a friend of the show, <laughs> friend of ours in real life. His name is Turner Matthews. He's a wonderful boy. He builds instruments. He sent me whatever. He sent me a video one time where he was walking around his house in his sweatpants. I don't know. He's a unique boy. But his sweatpants were the ones that were really baggy and they were loose on the ankle. Like they're just loose, floppy sweatpants. You don't like those. You like the tight ankle. Yes. And his were very thin or they are very thin. And I said, why are you wearing those sweatpants? And I'm not trying to be fashion police, but he sent you kinda me. You kind of were. I kind of was. But, you know, in my defense, he sent me a video unprovoked, unprovoked of his floppy, weird sweatpants. Okay. I said, why are you wearing those sweatpants? And he said, why don't you like my sweatpants? And whenever I see like specifically like those sleepy time pants, they're flannel, but they're really thin and they're like basically jinkos on the bottom where they're super wide open. Yeah. I always just associate those with pooping your pants. And Why? I don't know. But whenever... I don't think there's anything wrong with the sweatpants. <laughs> no, and there's nothing wrong you, with you them. Just, okay, let me, let me just fill the listeners in. You <laughs> just don't like to wear pants in general. Okay. Like you're a short boy. Yeah. You you don't like PJ pants. You're very particular about it. You have like one pair. So yeah. for you to be judgy on other people's sweatpants and PJ wear, I don't <laughs> think you have any right because you also don't have PJs. Okay. Touche. Now, that's why... You go from <laughs> being naked no, to fully dressed. That's not true. That's not true. Um... It actually is true. I'm just embarrassed talking about it. <laughs> But, but you're the one that was being judgy on sweatpants. I know. And I wasn't trying to be judgy. I just I mm. got inspired because I saw your sweatpants. I want to talk about sweatpants. That's basically it. All right. Well, anyways, to not be judgy, I think maybe you need to drink a little bit more Magic Mind. I think you're right. And I think in order to get my brain on track and to be focused and to not worry about people's sweatpants, because there are many other issues we could be worrying about. We need to drink more Magic Mind, which we have been drinking, and Magic Mind is supporting these next few episodes, and we're very, very excited about it. Magic Mind are these little tiny green elixirs, two fluid ounces, actually. Mm. I just looked downstairs before we recorded this right now. Okay. 
and they're full of matcha, honey, mushroom elixirs, nootropics. It's almost like I think we we've said before that wizards and warlocks and witches and whatever imbued these tiny little fluids with almost an impossible amount of positive healing potions. Yeah. And they taste really good too. Like usually the tiny little elixir bottles, I'm not going to lie. I've tried to do shots of them before. They're usually pretty heavy in wheatgrass and that's fine to have. But when they just taste like you've eaten your backyard, mm -mm. these ones are actually really, really good. They taste a lot like matcha. I like to mix mine in matcha lattes with a little bit of chai syrup and they're delicious. My favorite way, I used to put them in smoothies, but now I'm doing streamlined stuff where I do a little pour of vanilla soy milk. I'll do half the magic mind. I cap it back up. I shake it as hard as I possibly can, which I'm very strong. And then I uncap it and I pour the rest in and I drink that. And it's delicious. It keeps me focused. It gives me energy without giving me the jitters. It keeps me calm. I love Magic Mind. And if you want to try Magic Mind, you can. And you can get a discount just because you listen to us talk about sweatpants and top hats. How, how nice is that? What a twist. You can go to magicmind.co slash spooky, do some scrolling, read a bunch of stuff, load your card up with some Magic Mind, and then on checkout, enter the code SPOOKY40, all uppercase, S-P-O-O-K-Y, the number four zero, and you can get 40% off of a subscription to Magic Mind, or that same discount code will get you 20% off of a regular order. And I think that's very nice. It is. Try it. Well, did you go last week first or did I? I forget. I so. think you went first. Okay, great. Why don't you go first? <laughs> because I don't remember. Well, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first this week? I'll just go first. Okay, great. I think you went first. I mean, does it really even matter? If it matters to anyone please let us know. And if it doesn't, that's great. If it bothers anyone, we'll, you know, we'll change it. But yeah, we will change it. I don't know. Well, my topic this week is kind of a topic, but it's kind of a discussion too. Okay. I was doing a little creeping on the top 12 scariest disturbing jobs. Oh, nice. Why is it 12? Why isn't it? I don't know. This uh, 10 or 15. Socialtalent.com. They said 12. So I don't I, know. I wonder why 12. Well, what do you think number 12 is? Let's start off from the bottom. Okay. So the 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 12th least disturbing job. Are we talking? Dis is, is that what you said? Least disturbing? disturbing. No, like scariest, creepiest, disturbing jobs. Okay. So one being the most disturbing. Yeah. 12 being the least scary and disturbing, but still. Still a still pretty disturbing job. Yeah. Okay. Here's my real guess. First of all, I will okay. just say that <laughs> for number one, I disagree. Okay. But I mean, I can see how it could be pretty disturbing for most people. Well, how about this? If we, if you're listening right now, which you are, which is any, anyways, basically, if you think you have a job that's pretty creepy or disturbing, or you used to work a job that was weird and whatever, or you know someone who does... Please let us know because we want to hear about it. We want to read your stories or you can even just tell us with your mouth. You can call our haunted hotline and tell us about a creepy or disturbing job. 
803-816-2667. Or you can get to us on social media, or you can email us at SpookySpousesCast at gmail.com. Yeah. Or even if you have like a creepy story just at your job. Yeah. Like, I love hearing about creepy job stories. So do I. I don't know if I have any. I probably do, but I don't remember. I don't know. The creepiest story I can think of really quick in recent history this summer, I'm working at a bike shop this summer locally. I really enjoy it. And a kid came in to get his bike worked on. And when I was asking him what was wrong with his bike, he didn't answer me. And he just started chugging water and water poured out of his mouth down his body all over (laughs) his shirt. And he just went, sorry, what? And then I had to ask him again. He's thirsty. <laughs> I know, he was chugging so hard. But he heard me answer he heard me ask the question, uncorked, chugged, poured, and then got scared. Okay. The twelfth least most disturbing job. Yes. I'm gonna say it's this specific job when when Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe was really popular, mm-hmm. he was interviewing these people who worked in a runway at an airport. Yeah. And their job was to clean all the roadkill and dead animals off of the runway. And they had this powerful incinerator that would just turn anything to dust. It like burned like super, super hot. And I think maybe not scary, but that could be disturbing over time. Yeah. I mean, that's not really scary or creepy, but yeah. I mean, it is gross. Well, yeah, that's kind of where I was going. But yeah, I could see that. It's not on the list. Okay. And I didn't think it would be, but that was my guess. (laughs) The roadkill incinerator crew. Yeah, an animal cremation specialist. (laughs) The specialist. What makes you a specialist? You know how to do it. After five raccoons, then you're just top tier. And you're pretty good. (laughs) No, the first one that they have is a police diver. This is this is twelve? Yeah, this is number twelve. Okay. Oh, Um, so that's okay. Diving like Crime scene investigating and stuff. Yeah. So part of their job description is to submerge themselves in all manner of lakes, rivers, canals, sewers, and pits. It just says pits. Now, you hate <laughs> you hate to dive into a pit. In order to carry out underwater searches looking for human remains, animal remains, murder weapons, wrecks, stolen property, or explosives. Yeah, I would not like that job. No, I think that would be kind of a creepy job because like think about diving underwater and like the quietness and then just like touching a body. Well, or like finding, yeah, a gigantic sword. (laughs) Or like hopefully you don't like find it because it goes into your body. True. Or or imagine imagine being a police diver and you see a sword that's like it looks like it's stuck in a rock and you're trying to pull it out and you can't. Then you pull it out. Then all of a sudden you have the responsibility of being the sword in the stone person. Yeah. Or you can't pull it out and then your crappy coworker comes over and pulls it out and they get the honor of being the sword in the stone person. And that would legitimately ruin my day. <laughs> All right. Number 11. Any guesses? Nope. I would have no, no way of knowing. <laughs> you don't know any disturbing, scary jobs? Oh, okay. Yeah. Working at like working at Dairy Queen or like working at like a seasonal. <laughs> no, like like one of those like seasonal. What? One of those seasonal ice cream places where you Why? just get bombarded. Just being bombarded with being... screaming baseball players. And like you're like, okay, I'll get you ice cream. Being busy isn't scary. Okay. I beg to diff. Uh <laughs> Pard, beg pard, beg to diff. Number 11, they have steeplejack. Steeplejack? They're the type of people that like climb up on like cathedrals and tall buildings and like repair architecture and stuff like that. That would be very scary. Yeah. So 
just because I'm afraid of heights, no, I don't think I'd want to do that. I could see how the architecture or the structural integrity of a steeple might not be the strongest. Well, like think about like some of the other countries and like how they have such old buildings and structures that need to be taken care of. Oh, I would be afraid. I would more so be afraid that like, say you went like on top of the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. That just shows my knowledge of chapels. I know two. Yeah. Um, What's the other one? Uh, Notre Dame. Oh, you did know another chapel. Uh-huh. Is that a chapel? Don't know. Probably, maybe. <laughs> I know it's a church. I thought it was a church. Anyways, I for sure know one, but uh-huh. I would just imagine going up there and, you know. Uh, what about what, what about the hand thing where you, here's the church, here's the steeple, open it up, here are the people. Okay, sure. But that just shows you what your hands there can do. There is that hand steeple, though. There is, yeah, there's the hand church. <laughs> Which, that's not scary. No. You could repair that. I guess, no yeah, you could repair your hands whenever you want, really. <laughs> Number 10 is also a heights one. Any guesses? Uh, being a pilot. No, but I do think that would be pretty scary. I agree. I would hate the pressure of being a pilot. And stressful. Yeah. Yeah. No, a high-rise window washer. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised that's not higher on the list than number 10. Yeah. Well, I found out what what was interesting was the average salary, it said for a window washer, is $28,000 a year. That's it? Yeah. For such a stressful job. I would imagine it would be 128. Who wants to climb to the top of an enormous building and just squeegee the windows? If someone told me I was going to make $28,000 a year to do that. I'd be like, you're definitely joking, and I'm just going to pass away because you asked me that question. You're definitely a dumb idiot, and (laughs) you know what I'm going to say to you? Respectfully, eat my farts. Mm. That's what I'd say to you. Uh, I would, And plus, there's the danger of being a window washer is every single time you go up there to wash a window, you're almost, you're almost, what's the word? You're almost always... I'm really having a difficult time thinking of what this word is. You're almost guaranteed, thank yeah. you very much, to run into some superhero battle because I feel like that always happens in movies and stuff. That you have to like kick the other window washer and No, like you're gonna be oh. you're gonna be scrubbing the window and Spider Man's gonna be fighting Captain I don't know, uh Magma or whatever. <laughs> Captain uh, jokes so much. They're gonna be yeah, it's gonna be yeah, yeah. Flip flop guy fighting, uh, <laughs> fighting evil, evil, stinky guy, and they're going to be fighting around. Like, what do you think is the worst um, villain name? Uh, and like, what does that villain do? Oh, like, are we making these up? Yeah. Oh, Doctor Crap. <laughs> <laughs> what does Doctor Crap do? <laughs> yes, worst. You asked for the worst villain. Yeah. Yeah, Doctor Crap is a is a bad villain <laughs> because Doctor Crap sits. <laughs> At home and just craps his pants. What about about Madam P? <laughs> okay, Ma- I don't know. That's your. That's yours. She giggles so hard she pees all over. Yeah. It's just a nuisance. She can never get any crime done because she's just <laughs> peeing her pants. So yeah, those are the those are the worst villains. All right, number nine. Any guesses? I'll give you a hint. We live in a town that this was really big in. Oh, brick stuff. Mining. Miner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we know mining is scary. 
There was tons of disasters. Over 12,000 mining deaths are recorded each year. And many more are thought to be unrecorded. That's, yeah. And I would imagine a lot would be unrecorded. I could imagine like back in the day before everyone was bogged down with paperwork. I could imagine that back then they were like, yeah, don't report that one or that one or the next 60 because we want people to continue to work here for us. And we also need to continue to get paid because it's not a dangerous job. So maybe just scoot them over. Right. Well, they have cave-ins. They have gas explosions, vehicle or equipment malfunctions, mm-hmm. chemical leaks or electric things. Um, and plus, like, I mean, this says like they can be as deep as 3.9 kilometers. 3.9 so what is, that? is very far. It's. I, I don't know, a mile and a half, close to. <laughs> well, because 5K li- is 3 point whatever. Right, it's 3.1. Yeah, so, so it's a little 4K, more than. Yeah, sure. Let's just say it's over a mile and a half. Yeah, that's still too far down underground. I like how you really wanted to exactly figure out how far that was when we don't figure out anything on this show ever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why either. I don't know why. It was very, are you feeling okay? Yeah. Well, and also (laughs) you have to think about too, the pollution afterwards in their life, like they're going to have so many problems. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. All problem. Um, number eight, you would never guess this one. Cool. Great. Then I'm not going to (laughs) try. Rodeo clown. Oh, well, yeah, of course that's dangerous and scary. Yeah, you would think it's super dangerous. Um, Average rodeo clowns can make anywhere between $100 to $500 per job. That doesn't seem like a lot. No, but if you're a very skilled rodeo clown and you're a well-known, experienced rodeo clown, you can make six figures. A year? Yeah. I mean, that's a lot, but then think about it. Your entire salary is based on just how much you're willing to let a very, very mad animal just kick your butt. Well, the thing that's even worse about that job is that you not only have to make sure that that bull doesn't massacre you. Yeah, or impale you with its horns. Right. You're also a clown. Yeah. So you have to entertain people while you're trying to not die. Yeah. Imagine getting thrown 15 feet in the air from an angry bull landing on your neck and getting up going and then honking your nose <laughs> and trying to like play off you have a broken arm and a broken leg that reminds me of in billy madison do you remember that clown yes. <laughs> he has like a birthday party and the clown falls over and like and yeah everybody and laughs and he smiles and like blood comes out of his mouth because he obviously like like pretty much almost died yeah and then later that clown man billy madison rules and then later (laughs) later in that in that same movie he comes back in a musical that billy madison has when he's i think passed out yeah i think he said like he thought that i was dead but i just was suffering a hemorrhage with my head or something hey kids it's me (laughs) (laughs) i bet you thought that i was dead but then the lyrics he says but when i fell over i just broke my leg (laughs) and got a hemorrhage in in my my head head. (laughs) yeah that's a great part hey kids it's me he just pops it right back Cloud up is a very dangerous job God, i guess what a funny what a funny movie <laughs> number seven there's a whole show dead or alive about uh, this. yeah crab guys yeah alaskan uh crab fishermen according to a recent survey by the u.s uh national institute for occupational safety and health alaskan crab fishing is one of the most dangerous jobs in the u.s 
um, because of its harsh environment, its fishing methods used, uh, mortality rates in this role are 26 times higher, 80% than of an average worker. Yeah, my brother wanted to do this. My brother, Brad, Rad Brad, the double dad. Yeah. He moved to Alaska for a little bit. He moved back because he got too sad. Yeah. But when he was out there, he wanted to do the the king crab fishing thing. And I think he didn't because my mom was like, hey, Brad, please just don't do that. Well, I almost had a whole um, topic that I was going to talk about a while ago about crab fishing and all these people's stories of just crazy stuff that happened to them like there was one there was two guys working on a uh on the boat and they were pulling um pods up and they were pulling the nets up and a wave came and took one of the guys and like washed him out to sea and like it was dark and they basically were like well we don't know what to do there's a storm rolling in and the waves are raging and then 20 minutes later another wave came And put him back on the boat. Oh, my gosh. And the guy got up and was like, okay, I'll just keep working. Was he a clown? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Honked his nose. I bet you thought a crab ate me. But they like literally were like, we thought we had to report a death because we can't do anything about it. Thank God Larry was a clown the whole time. For 20 minutes, just riding the waves and and then getting back on the boat. Getting absolutely blasted out in the ocean. (laughs) Or the sea or whatever. That must have been uh, Dr. Crap. (laughs) Even the ocean didn't want him. They're like, have him back. Have him back. Is that what you said? Dr. Crap? Yeah, Dr. Crap. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but they usually have to work 48 straight hours, freezing conditions, rough weather. You know what? They really need to rework the shifts of that job. You think that they would. Working 48 hours straight? Are you kidding me? Well, because they have small quarters. And like where they can sleep and stuff. So a lot of times the boats can't have a lot of passengers on it. So here's what I'm saying. Use some of the money, invest in a bigger (laughs) boat, have a few people that can do shifts, do 12 on, 12 off, 12 on, 12. I mean, whatever, like that still kind of sucks, but it's better than 48 hours straight. Get a bigger boat so people don't die all the time on your boat. You have to think about nurses and doctors. They kind of pull that stuff sometimes too. Yeah, I understand, but they're not on a boat that's flipping and flopping all over the place. They're just doing open heart surgery on a a human body. Yes, sure. But but old, but what is it? (laughs) Davy Jones isn't ready to just swallow them whole clown or not yeah well not so fun fact about that is an average of one an average of one fisherman dies on the job per week great uh number six (laughs) jeez Lindsay. And really quick before we move on, here's something really sad. You know, sad. I just have to, you know, make something sad on it. I just want you to know the severity of that job. You're right. They need better safety precautions. They do. They absolutely That's do. That's a problem if someone dies every week. Hey, and I know we were just laughing about clowns and Dr. Crap, but <laughs> right before we move on, just want to let you all know a really big bummer fact. One person dies a week. Here's number six. <gasps> this one's scary, actually. Okay. And it's scary the fact that it's on the list because I was like, oh... A clinical trial subject. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, thank you. No, thanks. I mean, anytime you're doing a trial, it's kind of a roulette. Like, And it's not necessarily because of what they're doing to you could kill you. It's like, well, what if they inject something in your body that they think is safe, but then you have 
diabetes and it could interact with that and kill you. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the whole gamble of doing clinical trial stuff. But I didn't realize there was full-time test subjects. I think a lot of, I think you, you can be basically like kind of sort of self-employed as being full-time. You just continue to sign up and sign up and sign up. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. That's not the greatest idea. Carol, you seem off this week. Are you okay? Yeah. My teeth keep falling out. And my arms keep, um, it seems like my arms are being controlled by someone who's not me, but doing a clinical trial this week. Oh, sorry. I keep peeing my pants too. But anyways. <laughs> Anyone want to get brunch or? My leg came off, but you know, I need that hefty paycheck. So. I would, I would never do that. Yeah, I don't. Well, you've done a testing before though, haven't you? I have for 24 hours and I hated it. What was it for? Well, they wouldn't tell me what it was for. I just had to sign up. That is scary. It is. The only thing, so this is when I was an undergrad and hey, I got a hundred bucks and an undergrad, a hundred dollars. And that's why you have a third arm. And that's why I have a third arm. Yeah. And 25 nipples. Uh, an undergrad or just when you're, I don't know, 19 or 20, $100 seems life changing. Yeah. You're like that's a lot of groceries. That's maybe some beer. I don't know. Uh, so I did it and it was a two, it was a like a two day study technically and they needed smokers. I wasn't mm -hmm. a smoker, but I was like, I've had, <laughs> I've had a clove cigarette before. I can do this. <laughs> so I did it and they said, they're going to put a patch on you and see how you feel. That's okay. all they said. I guess if you were a smarter person than me, you'd go, oh, it might be a nicotine patch. Right. But they apparently were putting on, because I went back the next day because I didn't sleep the whole night. I had a fever. I almost threw up. It was awful. I felt sweaty and nauseous and fevery for, I think, like 12 hours straight. Mm -hmm. And then I went back in. I had to take my shirt off, which, you know, not a fan of doing. Mm -hmm. And then they poked and prodded me. They drew a little bit of blood. They did some tests on me. They made me breathe. They made me do all this stuff. And they were like, okay. They made you breathe to make sure that you were still they, living. They made me breathe. They, they, they checked to see if I was still alive. Everything was like very hurried and very like rushed around. I was in rooms with like the like two way or like the, the one way mirrors or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't a good scene. And then they told me what the study was. They said we were doing either placebo nicotine patches or regular nicotine patches, which I guess these patches were like blasting your system full of nicotine. And if you weren't used to having nicotine, you just got like nicotine sick for like 12 hours or whatever. Yeah. And we were like, oh, it turns out you got one of the real ones. So thanks. And then it took. <laughs> You're it like, took, that was terrible. It was. It was awful. And then it took two months to get my money. And I finally did. And I was like, that was the, was the stupidest decision I ever made. <laughs> Yeah, I think that would make me not want to do that ever again. That was my that was my too long story. But yeah, that's my story. I would be too scared to do that. I think I did one consumer testing thing and I decided to watch a bunch of commercials and say if they were funny or not. <laughs> Turns out none of them were funny, but a I'm a really of, hard person to please with humor. So well, a lot of commercials are not funny. Yeah, it was like I sat in a room at a hotel and like watched commercials. Anyways, number five. Ready for it. Field epimyologist. Epimyologist? Epimyologist. Epimyologist. <laughs> <laughs> Can I read it? Can I see it? Epimyologist. Okay. Field epidemiologist. <laughs> <laughs> I was close. You, you know what? In your defense, you actually were close. <laughs> I wasn't close. Okay. <laughs> um, but they're basically people that go into communities where there's outbreaks of new diseases 
and study that disease and try to figure out how to solve it. They kind of work with organizations like the CDC and they go into hot zones is what they call them to prevent outbreaks from turning into full on pandemics. So I'm sure that there was most likely a team with COVID, if not still a team with COVID. Or multiple teams. Right. So, but they go into like really highly Mm -hmm. contagious areas. Yeah. No, thank you. Hard pass. That's very sad to think about. Yeah. I mean, that one's a little too real because that just happened to us. Yeah. Number four, bomb squad technician. Okay. Yes. Also extremely scary. Yeah, they do have robots and stuff that they use now um, for bomb disposal. But yeah, they still have people that have to go and detect hazardous hazardous explosives. It doesn't say exactly what they have to do. But yeah, it just doesn't sound great. It doesn't sound great. No, it doesn't sound great. That one makes me sad. Number three, cryonics technician. Basically, the people that freeze dead bodies because they think in the future they can figure out how way to cure them. Oh, so this is basically like the beginning of Fallout 4. Yes, Um, which I didn't know is a lot of times when people want to be frozen, they just freeze the heads. Oh, that's a real thing? Yeah, because I think the theory is that if you can be brought back to life later. All you need is your DNA and your brain. Okay, that makes sense. To then sense. be like brought back. I think they're also experimenting with like in the future, which is really cryonics testing. I This is the one that fascinates me the most so far because what they're talking about in the future is that if they can sort of like access your brain, they can upload your brain or your consciousness to the cloud Right. And an electronic version of you could, can exist forever. Yeah. And I think that's the whole idea of it. So, I mean, I thought you just froze the whole body. Me too. But I guess when you're when you're basically turned into a bunch of zeros and ones in the future, when your consciousness is uploaded to, I don't know, MySpace. Right. All they need is your brain juice. They don't need your like, you know stomach and the parts of you that fart and burp. Right. Well, this job is scary because not only do you have to remove the head properly okay. so you're not damaging anything that could be used in the future. Kind of a bummer first day. Um, <laughs> Which is already kind of a bummer. Um, You have to preserve them at negative 200 degrees, which is pretty scary. I mean, because you can't mess up with that. Or like if something leaks or something, you could be frozen to death. Uh, Yeah. Or if you got some negative 200 degrees bio goop on your foot, I would imagine your foot would just fall right off. Yeah. Scary job, but also kind of interesting. It is kind of interesting. Would you freeze your brain? No, because I don't think I have anything up there that (laughs) could benefit (laughs) us in the future. I mean, I think I'll save room for people that should be there. If it was free, I'd do it. (laughs) Yeah, if like I won a prize. Okay, so you have like Walt Disney unfrozen. Oh, great. We have animations and a creator and whatever. And then like, I don't know, Bill Nye gets unfrozen and you're like, oh, we can save the environment because we have all this knowledge. And then you get unfrozen and you're like, hey, how about Dr. Crap, though? (laughs) (laughs) They go, did you guys mess up? Did you mean to, (laughs) did you all mean to freeze someone else? 
<laughs> Maybe the football player Jordan Reed and not this Jordan Reed. We got the wrong Jordan Reed. We were looking for a for an athlete with superior body strength uh, who can throw a football a million miles. We didn't want this Dr. Crap ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. This one's pretty real, too. The CTS technician. Basically, those are the people that go in and have to clean up crime scenes. Yeah, don't like don't like this one. This one makes me sad as well. I mean, I won't really get into that. You can use your imagination of what's got to go on there. You know what, Lens? Thank you very much. <laughs> because you already does, bummed everyone like, out when you talked about the crab stuff. <laughs> it did like it did like go into what they actually do. And it's like, yeah, yeah, okay, we get it. All you gotta say is they clean up crime and trauma scenes. So end of story. Number one, I don't think this is the creepiest dangerous job okay i think one of the heights one is probably 10 times worse than this so number one is the forensic entomologist okay what is that so that is basically a person that studies cadavers and how they decompose by using bugs and insects and all that stuff to kind of determine a timeline on death or disease or anything like that. Okay, so I have two questions to ask you. The first question is, like, they study the bugs on crime scenes or corpses or whatever to maybe, like, discover time of death, where they died, whatever? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought, and that's gross and scary. Number two, you would rather do that than clean a church up high? Yeah. Oh my gosh. If it was studying something like, okay, so this is where I kind of think about is my favorite detective, Paul Holes. He said one time that they actually solved a murder case because there was a certain kind of bug that was eating a body. Yeah. But that bug was not native to the area. So they were able to track that the body was actually killed and decomposing in a different area before it was brought over and dumped in a new area. Also, they do a thing where they check fronts of cars if a car is involved in a thing. And they actually looked at the bugs on the front of cars because they, you know, get killed in the front of your car to see what area that car actually drove through. So certain serial killers and stuff, they did it with Ted Bundy. They found specific bugs that they knew were native to the Midwest. And they knew that they had he had traveled to these places so they could kind of correlate him with murders that happened there. Yeah. So I kind of look at that as the same thing as researching. Anytime you can do anything to figure out a crime or give closure to somebody, I think is really interesting. I do too. Now, don't get me wrong. I think forensic entomology is fascinating. It's mm -hmm. awesome. It's great. I love it. It's equal bits, real life, uh, old school crime show stuff, sci-fi, whatever. It's awesome. But it does skeeve me out because I hate bugs. And also, I've never been like, a, I've never been like, you know, around a dead body like that. Yeah. I don't want to ever. So I would much rather do the church thing. But it's scary, but it's also fascinating. Yeah, but think about it, though. You are you get over the shock factor of, first of all, you have all the hazmat stuff on. So touching bugs, it's like, well, I'm all fully clothed. Like, I'm covered up. Sure. So that makes your fear kind of go away a little bit. But then also, like, once you get over the, like, 
you know, the shock of seeing a body. It's like, okay, this is my job. But like heights, I can't get over that. I couldn't get over the height thing. Well, here's what's cool. I could get over the height thing. I couldn't get over the dead body thing. Okay. And you could <laughs> get over the dead body thing, but you couldn't get over the height thing. Well, I'm not a daredevil like you. I'm also not. Okay. I was just, while while you were talking, I was just feeling my arm because I got in a bike wreck. I'm also not a daredevil. I'm, I'm, a, pretty, yeah. I'm a pretty timid person. <laughs> That was the list of 12 that I found on, I don't even remember what the website name was, Social Talent or something. Or Well, thank you, Lindsay. Yeah. I was trying to think of other jobs that like I think are really, I mean, there's a lot of dangerous jobs out there, but I don't know. I think I think they did a pretty good job about nailing some really weird, creepy jobs. I'm sure there are way more like really unique, uh, maybe like location specific jobs that are extremely creepy and unsafe and dangerous that we don't know about like a cult member like a cult member well yeah, yeah or being like the member of a cult who like has to go steal livestock i'm sure that's also kind of nerve-wracking yeah i don't know depending on what type of cult you're in being a serial murderer yeah if that's your if some if you might feel like consider, that's your job <laughs> some some people probably feel like that's their job sure so. yeah yeah well thanks very much Lindsay. yeah no problem why'd you say that so quiet I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Lindsay. <laughs> okay, well, let's go to the haunted housekeeping zone. And then we come back, or sorry, oops, then when we come back, we have some listener stuff I want to get into. Okay, I'm excited. Me too. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we'll see each and every one of you in the haunted housekeeping zone in three, two, one. Hello, weary traveler. Welcome to ye old haunted housekeeping area. Hi. Hey, how are you? Maybe we have some stuff in the haunted housekeeping area that you can use with you and take with you on your journey. That's kind of the metaphor we're going for here. Like a, you know, like a, <laughs> like a play pretend. Yeah. And speaking of journeys, say maybe something spooky related has happened to you. Or maybe you just need some advice because you have a ghost living in your house. Go ahead and give us a call on our haunted hotline. Yeah, you can call or text whenever you would like. The phone number for our haunted hotline is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. B-O-O-S, like the plural word of what ghosts say. And we'll try our best to give you advice or maybe find a solution. Yeah, and again, I think try is the key word. Yeah. If you have something strange happening around your house, if something happened to you or a friend or a family member in the past, if you feel like you can predict the future, if you found something at a yard sale and maybe you like didn't buy it but you stole it, you brought it home and you feel like now your house is haunted, Call and let us know. We want to hear about it. Honestly, we'd like nothing more. Again, the phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. Do you also need some really cool spooky drip? You can go ahead and check out our friends over at Discount Cemetery. Everything is handmade, hand screen printed in LA with two really cool people. And for those of you who might be over 35 and you don't know what drip is, it's clothing and accessories. So hop on over, or I guess, I don't know, what's a spooky word for hop on over? A spooky word for the phrase hop on hover, over? Hover on in to discountcemetery.com. That's true. You can 
you can manifest your plasma essence if you're a ghost and go to discountcemetery.com and check out their wide range of haunted shirts, ghosty type things. Very fashionable drip. I love all their stuff. It's so comfy. It's so well made and it's so cool. I think Lindsay and I own maybe seven or 5,000 pieces of Discount Cemetery clothing and we love it. So check them out on social media at Discount Cemetery or shop online at DiscountCemetery.com. They just released a camo hoodie that says Cemetery really big on it and it's very cool. If you're a fan of our show and you want to listen to other shows on the Scavengers Network, you can. No way, really? How do I do that? Well, it's very easy, Lindsay Marie. You can just go online and check out the scavengersnetwork.com or check out Scavengers Network on basically all social media platforms and learn about all the shows we have on the network. I'm just kidding. I already do. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Shows like Myth Takes, Unnatural 20s, Side Character Quest, Blink and You'll Miss It, Timeline Scavengers, FMK All Day, The Amateur Detective Club, and a whole bunch of other fun shows. Tons of great people, and ourselves included, on the Scavengers Network. I know I said that like a robot, but I swear I'm not. But spoiler, Lindsay's a robot. I'm a robot. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, if you've been with us for a while, or you're just listening, and you like our show, and you might kind of like us, even though, you know, you don't know us in real life, we would love it if you gave our podcast a rating or a review. It would really help us out. Even if you don't like our show and you don't want to review our show, maybe just give it five stars because, you know, give back, right? Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Well, see you later. Bye-bye. PodCube. Our PodCube devices are able to record audio from any time or place, in space or time or place. And this is what they're picking up. I hate flowers. flowers. I feel like a poop seller. I feel like I'm selling poop. There's a whole baby Mark Zuckerberg in here. Is it real? I I don't think so, but it's wet and it doesn't smell good. Did you smell the mouth? No, I didn't smell. Hi, welcome to Circuit City. Can I help you find anything today? Now, politely, just shut up. I'm going to take this iPod, dip it in some sauce. Ooh, hard to eat. Bet you'd be harder to eat without all the sauce on it. Search PodCube in your podcast app or go to poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. Welcome back, everybody. I hope that during the haunted housekeeping zone, maybe you stretched your legs. If you're, you know, like not in your car or if you're driving, listening, you stopped at a sheets or I don't know, uh, come and go or whatever, like your super funny regional gas stations are and got like a fun pop. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Welcome welcome to my half of the show where we burp. Where we burp and we fart. All right. Hey, everybody. Hold on. Hey, everybody. Welcome to my portion of the show. That's a fart soundboard I have on my phone, and I'm 36. Lindsay, I wanted to talk to you really quick about an email we got from a friend and listener of the show. Okay. Does that sound all right? I'm I'm sounding great. Are you sure? (laughs) Yeah. We don't get a lot of emails, and I would love to get way more emails, but we got yeah. an email, and I'd like to talk about it. I love emails. I do, too. What's your favorite part about emailing? No, I actually don't like anything about emailing. Okay, great. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> you lied on the show. I lied. To everyone, and you lied on the show. I did. 
Well, I love emails. And if you want to email us anything, a picture of a ghost, a picture of your dog, your cat, uh, a haunted story, a creepy video you took, you can. Our email is spookyspousescast at gmail.com. Please email us. It's so much fun. I love it. You do love it. Lindsay hates email. I love emails. Well, I like emails if they're fun. Yeah, like you like you like getting emails for like for our show. You don't like real emails like where it's I don't know. I was going to say like from Joanne Fabrics, but you do like those emails. I do cuz I get coupons. Super savings on gingham. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like that's one. Yeah. Hey, Sunrise, 70% off. Okay, this email comes to us from Seth Alexander, and Seth Alexander says a lot of stuff. Hey Jordan and Lindsay, exclamation mark. I have a whole list of things to ask you about and mention from recent episodes. I love that you are putting up episodes again. Missed it so much. Some of these are very random, but I hope you'll find at least one of them to be interesting. Now, here's what I want to say. We went on like a little break because real life got real lifey. Yeah. And now we're making we're making our show again, which I love doing. I know you also love doing. You hate mm-hmm. emails, but you love making our show. Yeah. And all I want to say is IRL, RN. It's been so nice to hear from people privately through text, through emails, through social media, whatever, who have said, thanks for bringing your show back. It's really nice to hear. And I'm really glad that people like it. So thank you very much. It's very nice to hear. It's really cool. I mean, sometimes I'm like, is anybody listening to us or? Or no. Or no. Or is it just? But then people (laughs) respond and yeah, they might have not listened, but at least they're just being nice about it. Yeah, it's great. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, point number one. On a recent episode, Lindsay talked about the date, June 18th, 1994, mentioning the start of the O.J. Simpson trials. That happens to be the exact day I was born. What? Just a weird coincidence that caught me off guard while I was listening. So, Seth Alexander, you share a very cool birthday with uh, a very bad time. <laughs> yeah, but a great time for Domino's, because remember, that was their highest, san- like... Oh, grossing. yeah. Was it Domino's? I it, think Domino's. it was Domino's. Yeah. Like they sold so many pizzas because everybody was watching that chase. I wonder now, you know how there's like, oh, we sold a we sold a buttload of pizzas. <laughs> OK, if anyone if our mics picked up that little tipping and tapping, uh, that's Molly. She's having a dream. She's still having it right now while we're talking. She's, and she's twitching and she's, she's ringing a little bell. Her feet are kicking the leg of the table (laughs) wow she's really getting at it she's really crushing it yeah she's sleeping hard okay anyway so you know how people say like oh we sold a buttload of pizzas we sold a ton of pizzas i wonder if domino's now says we sold a june 18th worth of pizzas today yeah when they have a really busy day yeah it's like an inside joke well you work there i did work you know not trying to brag i did work at domino's and sold at my older brothers (laughs) so Kind of a family job. Yeah, you didn't even know that fun little fact. <laughs> no, I don't know much. I was in high school and I was making pizzas or delivering pizzas. I didn't guess and like maybe having a like maybe having a clove cigarette. Okay. I was tough. This is the second time you brought this up. You well, really want people to know how cool you were. I was really bad. I was a bad boy. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Okay, next point. I will definitely try toast and pop-ups because I have been on a Heck Pop-Tart yeah. kick. Currently trying frosted toaster pastries from, or sorry, I said frosted. Oops. Frosted freister freisties. <laughs> Recently, I've been trying freisted tonto pumpies 
frosted toaster pastries from Trader Joe's. Not too bad. Mm -hmm. Seth, I hope you really like toast and pop-ups because we also like toast and pop-ups. They're good. They're cheaper too. They're cheaper and they're better literally in every way possible. Mm -hmm. Yep. They really are. So that's all I really wanted to say about those. Kaleidos, much better than Oreos, hugely underrated. Yeah. You know. They have a different taste though. They do. I think, I don't know if I could compare them to Oreos. And I might have last episode or a few episodes ago. And you know what? That's my fault. Yeah. Because sometimes I get way too passionate, especially about food. (laughs) But I won't say Kaleidos are better. I will say that I enjoy them more because they're two different styles of cookie. Right. They're, you know. Similar concept, though. I get it. Yes. I mean, what came first, the Kaleido or the Oreo? We don't know. Or the, uh, what are they called? Hydros? I think There's back in the day, mm-hmm. oh, I don't even I think know. they were called hydros. I want to say hydros, and then they just cut them down to Oreos. Yeah. Mm. Do you remember there was a commercial back in the '90s where they were trying to come up with the name for the word or for for the the Oreo cookie, and they were all in a meeting, and they were it was a bunch of like business people wearing suits, and they were like, "We need to come up with a name for these things," and they pan over to one guy who's just shoving his face full of these things. Yeah. And they were like, what about you, Higgins? What do we name him? And he tried to say, I don't know, but his mouth was full. So he said, Oreo. And they went, oh, brilliant. And then they named him Oreos. Mm. Okay. Now here comes the scary part of Seth's email. Okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot to mention that the title of the email or the subject is Book Farts? Help. Uh-oh. Here's the haunted question. Okay. Or maybe the like weird physiological phenomena. Have you ever farted? Or had to no. number two. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What do you think we are, Seth? Dr. Poop? Is that what I said? Or Dr. Crap? Dr. Crap, Sorry, babe. Dr. Crap. And Madame P. <laughs> Madame, Madame P. Have you ever farted or had to number two after you walk into a library or bookstore? Well, I do. And I thought I was alone until recently my wife, Jasmine, saw an article about it. I grabbed her phone and freaked out. I had no idea this was a real thing. Two exclamation marks. I linked the article below, but I wanted to know, has this ever happened to you? Does it mean I'm allergic to books or old paper? Is the library haunting my bowels? Please help. Love you guys. Don't ever stop making your show, Seth. Okay, now he also did post a link to the article. And I thought it was just going to be Seth being very specific and being funny. Mm-hmm. But I guess literally this is a thing that multiple people suffer from. When you walk into a library or a bookstore, you have to fart a lot or you have to poop right away. Is it like the smell or the atmosphere that like makes you have to or? Maybe it's just my theory is you're just being inundated with too much knowledge. Mm-hmm. And all those words and that knowledge has to go somewhere and it chooses to go south out of your body. Well, I guess it could be like the same thing of like when you go into a place and you have to be really quiet and then all of a sudden you get <laughs> you have like coughing attacks. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, does that ever happen to you? Like when I go into a bookstore? No. Like, have you oh. ever tried to like you've gone into a place and you have to be quiet and then you're like, oh, now I have a coughing attack. No, whenever I go into a place and I have to be quiet, I always get the giggles. Yeah. I always want to like 
Yeah. Start laughing. You're the giggle farter. Well, I, again, I, I don't <laughs> fart, but I do have to giggle. Okay. So what is the article about, though? Like, why is this happen? Well, okay. The, the article starts with this. Ask the Poop Doctor is a new column from Dr. Samir Islam, medical doctor, a Texas-based Wait, gastro... Wait, the real Dr. Crap? Oh, my gosh. It's the real Dr. Crap. <laughs> Dr. Samir Islam, MD, a Texas-based gastroenterologist who specializes in the diagnosis and treatment of diseases of the gastrointestinal tract. He also hosts segments such as a poop tip Thursday. And Mm. let's talk about poop on his YouTube channel. I'm sure if you Google that or you YouTube that, turn on your safe search. Have a question you'd like to submit? Leave it in the comment section below. Let me find what mechanisms, psychological or otherwise, could explain why this connection exists. I skipped a few paragraphs because I don't want to read because reading makes me scared. Okay. It's a purely psychological problem. The people who experience this aren't crazy or nuts. There's a real connection between the gut and the brain. It's called the gut-brain axis. What we feel mentally will affect our bowels. That's why when you're nervous, like taking a test or giving a public speech, you have butterflies in your stomach. That's an interesting thing to know about. Mm-hmm. It's the nervousness you feel that corresponds to the butterfly flea, the butterfly feeling in your gut. For others, that nervousness will cause the diarrhea and bowel issues to occur. It's a common manifestation of conditions like irritable bowel syndrome. Why bookstores or libraries specifically? The urgency that people feel with bowel movements can also be found in other areas like parks and museums. I've also never experienced those. Have you? Mm-hmm. No. I've never gone to a park and gone, oh, no. No, I don't think I have any of those experiences. Me either. The intensity of the information that you encounter in museums or libraries or a sudden quiet garden can trigger an autonomic response. Did I say that right? Autonomic response in your gut. So that did that that did just say the intensity of information can trigger your gut makes you poop. So Hmm. when I said earlier, it's too much words and knowledge and it's too smart, you can't handle it and all the knowledge needs to go out of your body. You're kind of right. I was kind of right. Yeah, Hmm. I was kind of right. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess that's just kind of a weird thing you'd have to deal with, but... I guess so too. Well, thanks for sharing, Seth. And thanks for being so brave to share that when you go into a bookstore, if someone like runs by you and shows you a book, you might number two your pants. Yeah. Very brave. Very brave. You know what I also want to do, Lindsay? It's been a while. I went and looked because we've been getting a few recently, and I realized that there are a few older ones we haven't gotten to ever. We have a voicemail. Oh. You ready for this? Yeah. Well, we're about to listen to a voicemail. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail, you can. That technology exists. You can call 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. You can call and tell us a spooky story, ask us a spooky question, talk to us about a strange encounter that you had, whatever you want. You can also text that number too if you'd like, Uh, but if you do call, it will go directly to voicemail. You don't have to worry about talking to either one of us because we all know that's not the coolest thing to do. If someone picks up the phone... It's not us. And hang up. Hang up. It's probably Madame PP or Dr. Crap. Yeah. Here we go. Here is a voicemail from Ty. Hey, spooky spouses. Um, this is Ty here. I'm just cooking some eggs. Uh, I was listening to a recent episode, and you guys were talking about um, how in the future, ghosts will be less interested in 
you know, in like uh, wearing spooky Victorian clothes and we'll just start wearing stuff, more modern clothes, you know? And that got me thinking, you know, the Ouija board, I don't know, that's was an old, old-fashioned, old-fashioned board game. And you ever think that in the future people are going to be, like, the ghosts are going to have to talk to them playing some modern board games, like some Settlers of Catan, some uh, Munchkin, that sort of thing? Anyway, just, just want to hear your thoughts about that. All right. Have a great day. Uh, haven't seen any great pods lately. Bye. I always think about that. Honestly, I always just envision like a ghost having a Twitch channel and you just see a microphone <laughs> and nothing in that block. But then you see somebody playing the game. You see you don't see anyone there, but you see someone just no scoping headshots in Call of Duty Modern <laughs> Warfare. Someone's playing Dead by Daylight and they always play the killer. They do, but you don't see anyone in the chair. But do you see like headphones floating there? No, you just see just a chair and a microphone. Yeah. Are there like lights in the background and like cursive <laughs> neons? Yeah. Just ghosting around. Yeah, just streaming. A ghost Twitch or a paranormal Twitch would be a very funny thing. Yeah. Or like, you know, yeah, the Ouija board is like outdated. It's like, why don't we have specific like devices or like like one of those speaking spells? Like, why isn't there, like, a speaking spell that's modern that you basically text, like a phone? That would be great. Well, like, the Ouija board was developed to communicate with spirits. Right. When is a game company going to make a new game that's specifically designed to communicate with the afterlife? Right. There needs, there like, you need Hasbro or Mattel or Teddy Ruxpin or whatever the toy makers are. Teddy Ruxpin, I think, is the bear. But yeah. you need toy companies to say, all right, let's cut the crap. We need to develop a toy where people can communicate with the afterlife. The Ouija board is old news. Let's make a new one. Well, because I guess they have apps. You can do those apps. Yeah, but it's but not like, as fun. Right. Because it's, you know, you just put, you're not touch. You have to physically touch something. And the mood kind of gets ruined when you're using an app to talk to a ghost. And all of a sudden you get a pop up and it's like gardenscapes <laughs> or it shows you like trying to like move the pins out of the barrel and the water is going to like drown this poor woman who's like sitting in the thing yeah it ruins the mood it's a mood killer yeah i don't know what kind of like technology that could still be hands-on but like more updated you could kind of do like guess who but make it like just like a single player guess who if anyone doesn't know what guess who is it was all those little pictures of people like Pam, I think, was one of them. Or maybe she's from Stardew Valley. I forget. <laughs> I remember there was some curly-haired woman and then some guy with glasses and a mustache. But you set it down and you go, okay, spirit, do you have black hair? Or do you but have... did they put the, the tabs down? Yeah. Well, I mean, if the spirits can move the planchette on a Ouija board, why couldn't they plop down some people? You ask them questions. Okay, spirit, when you were alive, did you wear glasses? And the spirit would knock down people with glasses if they didn't. Mm. Oh, it looks like we're talking to Margaret. Well, here's the problem. Okay. They would have to have been in the same timeline as someone that grew up playing Guess Who. So if it's anybody before, they're not going to understand the game. And if it's anybody now, like Gen Zers are going to be like, guess who? What guess, is that? Guess this. How about I play on my phone and you leave me alone? Like, yeah, do you true. think ghosts are going to be more annoyed of us? Like the living? 
oh, eventually. Yes, I think so. They're going to be like, so. just leave me alone. Yeah, because it's like right now, a lot of the ghosts that are sort of roaming the earth are from like the silent era, I don't know, Victorian times. <laughs> Maybe they're like people who wanted to have conversation yeah. and talk and tell you about their talk to you about the weather. But nowadays, like when we start, when we continue to progress, you're going to have a lot of millennials and Gen Z ghosts. Yeah. Zoomers is what I like to say. Yeah. That was my funny joke. Uh, or just a joke rather or not or neither. But you're going to have them being like, I just I'm, I can't be bothered to haunt you right now. I'm sad and I'm busy. I'm streaming. I'm streaming. Thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, then I think the new game is to just set up set up Call of Duty Modern Warfare, set up Dead by Daylight. Why do you keep calling it? We've never even played Call of Duty. I know because I just think it's funny to say. <laughs> set up Stardew Valley. They can basically live their life in the afterlife. They can, be, yeah, and then we can learn more about them while they while they stream that their farming style, who they want to marry. So you got to get them their what? What do you need? Their Elgato, their capture card. You need you don't need a microphone or headphones really. You need a stream deck. You need <laughs> all this stuff, and then you just set it up, set it to go live. People tune in, and then maybe your spirit starts live streaming Stardew Valley on Twitch. Yeah, it's just Twitch channel, live, dead streaming from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. A 12-hour stream. (laughs) (laughs) You just put the stream up and hope something plays it. But please do the cool thing is then afterwards, then you upload those VODs to YouTube. Yeah. Please, for us. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I bet you if you did a channel on Twitch and YouTube that like it was essentially a ghost streamer that Mm -hmm. just was nobody there and it just streamed i bet it would blow up at least for a couple weeks it would be funny too if then like maybe like every two hours a little screen popped up and said be right back bathroom break (laughs) and then it came back and you see the chair kind of move and then the 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 stream started again yeah That'd be a great, that'd be a great channel. I think it'd be a great channel. Well, Ty, you heard it here first. The new game is going to be just any game, but it's going to be streamed on Twitch. Lens, that was a really good answer. Yeah, Twitch, Twitch ghost. Yes. Okay. Okay, great. Well, I think that's the end of our show. Okay. How about that? Cool. Great. We did it. Yeah, we did do it. I mean, you didn't really bring anything spooky. I did. But. I I sure did bring spooky stuff. Seth's weird, creepy thing. Haunted Fart Haunted, Library. Well, I brought in a lot of listener submissions, which is what I'm talking about, which I love yeah. doing. Weird ghost farting, or sorry, book farting because you're being haunted by a book. Well, I'm just saying you didn't bring anything in. No, I just collected Our listeners data. listeners kind of made up for your lack of research hmm. this week. Hmm. Well, I downloaded the voicemail. <laughs> And okay. I did. That's okay, because I like hearing from our listeners. I do, too. I think it's fun. So now, do you feel bad for telling me I didn't do any work? Well, you still didn't do any work, but I am excited that our listeners are, are doing it. Nice. Well, speaking <laughs> of doing work, Eli Rexford Chambers did a lot of work on our show, and he wrote the music that you heard at the beginning, ahem, the beginning, the middle, and you'll be hearing at the end of our show. Eli is on social media at Eli who does music. He's wonderful. He's sweet. And yeah, he's just a nice boy. We'd also like to thank everybody over at the Scavengers Network. We are part of the Scavengers Network, along with all these other great shows. You can check us out and everybody else on the scavengersnetwork.com. 
We have merchandise over there. There's pay. Well, I'm not allowed to say Patreons. There's just a Patreon, mm-hmm. but you can make it plural if you want. Sure, great. <laughs> Go check it out. It's a really, really fun community, and we have a lot of fun doing the shows together. And we would also like to thank each and every one of you for listening to our show. If you're a new listener, if you're an old dusty cruster, which mm-hmm. we call listeners from listening from episode one, if you are. Congrats, you're a dusty crester. Mm-hmm. And thanks for being dusty with us. Or thanks for being fresh and clean and starting to listen to our show right now. If you like our show, and we hope you do, you can head to iTunes, you can head to Spotify and rate our show, review our show if you'd like. That would be so, so nice. Or just tell people that you know about our weird show. That's also very nice to do. It is very nice to do. I think so. I think it's very nice. And if you like our show, just go do it. Take five seconds. We'll wait. Take five seconds and go hit the little thing, the little stars or whatever. It's nice. It helps us. Yeah. And if you have anything mean to say, just don't say it because that's rude. Yeah. We had one review that said they hate our dog. What's up with that? And my voice. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't change my dog or my voice. <laughs> I don't think we've ever talked about this. When we first started doing our show, oh, someone, someone said that I was very rude. Someone said they hated Lindsay's voice. And then we had one review that said, no one cares about our dog. And I think it's very funny. So if you... I care about our dog. I also care about our dog <laughs> quite a bit. And I also think you have a wonderful voice. And I Thanks. also think I can be rude sometimes. So I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love you being rude. Well, great. Yeah. Well, hey, if you like our dog and you like Lindsay's voice <laughs> and you don't think I'm rude, go to iTunes, go to Spotify, give us a give us a thing. Just be nice to us. That's it. That's all. Until next time, have a, I don't know, call us or text us and tell us what you think like would be a good replacement for the Ouija board. Yeah. What we- do you think? <laughs> Please? It was kind of like a long question. That's a homework assignment. Oh, no one likes. No, you just said that and everyone oh. went, oh, God, oh, God. It's a, a fun summer project. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Crowd That's goes great. wild. Crowd, two people go wild. Yay. It's just the clapping, the one. <laughs> and they look one around, no one else back. is clapping. And everyone else around them is saying, we cough. hate we hate their dog. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> But yeah, holler at us. Call our haunted hotline, text our haunted hotline, send us an email, do whatever. We just want to interact with you all a little bit more. It'd be so nice. Yeah. Well, until next time, uh, we will see each and every one of you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Check one. Ah 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 ee ee ooh 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 ah ah. Alright. You can check yours. Little tiny stinky widow baby doggy Molly the stinky girl. Molly stinky widow baby. Steeble deeba deeba do do do. 
check my mic, check, check, check in my mic, Mike, Mike, Michael, 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 checking the mic, Michael. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. This world is a peaceful one. Plains, mountains, swamps, pines, cicadas sing, rivers flow, magic thrums through the air, and all of it's surrounded by a single massive wall, as ancient as history itself. So, you know, not that ancient. Thanks to the loss, prehistoric ain't all that long ago. Oh, well, life is good, and assuming you don't mind the looming thread of a mysterious, skeletal society... Side Character Quest, a D&D adventure, one player at a time. Some worlds need a hero. This one? Eh, might need a bit more than that. I'm gonna have to start putting a lock on the refrigerator door because I can't make these peanut butter pies as fast as them children can eat it.